Genesis 25. And I feel impressed again by the Holy Ghost to explain this to you. He said, my people, I got to do it. Genesis chapter 25 and verse 19. And these are the generations of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham begot Isaac. Isaac was 40 years old when he got married. So don't be in a hurry to get married. I think you're late because you're married old. And Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah to wife. And the daughter of Bethuel, the Syrian. Hey, the Syrian. The Syrian. Of Pendanaram, the sister of Laban, the Syrian. So you see now, Israel came out of where? Out of where? Syria. They're half Syrians. And Isaac entreat the Lord for his wife. Thank God for spouses that knows how to touch God for the other spouse. I told my wife, I don't ever want if I come to you and start complaining about life, that you ever join me in that situation, I want you to turn around and rebuke me. Oh, she's, oh, I don't know how we're going to do it. I'm going to run from her if she does it. I want to say, where is your God? Where is your faith? And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife. For she was barren. And maybe your spouse is broke. Pray some dollar bill in his pocket. Pray divine favor. Expect good news, not bad news. You get what you expect. One girl got to go to court. I won't tell you what court. And her sister won I'm gonna thousand dollars from her. She's not working out the money. I say you 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 won't you won't worry about that. Get, get your Bible. I'm gonna the ancient of days. We're gonna claim some historical promises here. I said that day I want you to read the scripture and go there. And when you go, they want to show up those who accuse you. And the judge gonna cast out the case. And you're gonna go home free. That's exactly what happened. Not just once, twice, and more times. Your problem is not in charge. God is. God is just looking for somebody to brag on him. Caleb, if you ever hope to preach and you don't have faith, go sell ice and stay in the ministry. You'll die from starvation. Stay out of it. If you can't proclaim the invisible, you got to see the invisible until it become tangent. Don't look at me like that. I'm happy living for God. I know my God. I was introduced to him. It's better than they told me. And the Lord was the entreat of him, and Rebecca, his wife, conceived. Oh, I like that. It happened. And the children, listen now, struggled together within her. And she said, if it be so, why am I thus? 
And she went and inquired of the Lord. Lord, if this is a blessing, why the struggle? Write that down. If God really loves you and bless you, why am I struggling? If I'm born again, I owe a, a cattle a thousand hills and I'm a joint here with Jesus, why am I struggle? Hallelujah. And the Lord says, two nations are in thy womb. And two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels. And one people shall be stronger than the other people. And the elder shall serve the younger. We're going to pray. Lord, would you pray with me? You have to love me or hate me. But I'm going to preach this way until you believe it. Until you step out of your blind grave clothing and step into the living clothing tonight. I didn't come to a funeral. I come to a celebration tonight. In the name of Jesus, God, we shall rise from the lowest to the highest height. I'm here to magnify you, not the devil. In Jesus' name. And my title tonight is, Why Do I Have Struggles? Ask the person beside you, Why Do I Have Struggles? Ask the person beside you. You may be seated. Isaac is a child of promise, a miracle baby, born with inheritance given to him from the ears of Abraham to the loins of Abraham through Sarah and produce this man called Isaac. But even though Isaac was the will of God, the fact remained, Ishmael was struggling with him. You can't talk about Isaac and not mention the struggle of Ishmael. You cannot mention Sarah without mentioning the struggle of Hagar. Hallelujah. And you can't mention Abraham without a man who's double-minded. Doesn't know who to keep in his house. Praise the Lord. Struggle. And he's a man called of God. A friend of God. Saw the days of Jesus Christ. Seen more than you've seen. If Abraham have struggled then who are you that you think you shouldn't have struggled? You think it wasn't a struggle taking Isaac up Mount Moriah? Do you think it wasn't a struggle to be obedient to God? Not knowing what God would do? And all he had was confidence. And then when Isaac 
came time to marry and his mother died. He couldn't go to Hagar, couldn't go to Keturah, and God brought Rebecca. But nobody told him Rebecca can't have children. She's just a pretty girl. That also is a struggle. Because you don't dare end up with a wife who can continue the seed, the bloodline. Where will the promise continue? Sarah is dead. Abraham is old and dead. And you marry a girl that cannot have children. I'm telling you right now, no matter how dead the situation is, and you're in that struggle, the promise shall prevail above and beyond your situation. The situation does not determine my future. It doesn't determine my destiny, and it will not change my purpose. The barrenness of her womb will not change the prophetic word. Oh, come on now. I wish somebody would get their Bible right now and say, God, Alberta situation is not my problem. Make Mary crisis, I don't share in it. I belong to a different land. I dance to a different team. I belong to Goshen. I'm not in Egypt. My God is not Pharaoh. My God is Melchizedek. I want to God that somebody would say, look, I will not be like them. Don't count me as one of them. I'm different. I am separate. I said, hallelujah. And so, hey, she can't have kids. What are you going to do? The promise is dead. It will never come alive. Who says? Thank God for a praying Husband, what good would it be telling my wife my problem if she can't solve it? Why ruin her day when mine is already spoiled? When I came in from work, hi, honey, is dinner ready? Let's have a good time. Let's turn the music on. Let's play about Jesus love me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. Don't tell me how bad the kids were. Don't tell me how many, how many, how many sauces you dropped on the floor and they crack. I don't want to hear about it. Don't tell me about the, the washing machine not working. Let's lift up Jesus. I'm alive. I'm home. I'm alive to talk about it. Hey, find something to shout about. <laughs> hey, you know what? You better quit this church. You ain't going to like it because we're going to talk about Jesus all the time. We're going to talk about the, the glory of the Lord and the, the power of God and the one that never fails. His hand is not shortened that he cannot deliver. His ears are not deaf that he can't hear us. His eyes are not blinded. I'm talking about a living God. Hallelujah. I say, hallelujah. We will have struggle, but it does not stop my goal. You know, the Bible said you should fall seven times and get up again. The only sin in the church is not getting up. No sin in falling, but sinning staying down. Lord. Is this too much? I'm going to get me an evangelist. We can stir you guys up because this guy just can't stir you guys up. Brother Miles, let me up here, please. Electrify these chairs, please. 
When I said pull, you push that button. Is that, is that okay? Because I need some emotional response here. The more excited you get, it's like saying, sick him, Jesus. You don't impress God, don't sit like a lump in a log. Get up and shout. You want joy? Leap for it. Shout for it. Your struggle does not mean you're not in the will of God. She said to her husband, honey, I know you're a man of God. And daddy was a, grandpa was a man of faith. And you prayed for me and I got this tummy here. But you know what? I'm losing interest in the fact that I'm pregnant and I'm focusing on the struggle. And not on the pregnancy. We are ungrateful people. When did you go in your house? That's the last year I didn't have this. Why'd you go in your house, you ungrateful thing? And say, I couldn't afford this before. But now I got it. You unthankful, ungrateful thing. Why'd you get off your leaves and say, God, we never had this. And the same God that gave me this can do it again. And again and again. Hallelujah. That's what brings revival in the house. That's what brings survival in your house. Where are the nine? Honey, you prayed for me to get pregnant. I'm pregnant. He answered the prayer. But in my focus is getting all the, the fact that the prayer is answered. And I'm focusing on my struggle. I'm focusing on my struggle. And ignoring the fact, the fruit of my prayer is right here. So would you please go back to God who put that fruit there? Hallelujah. And say, what is going on? Isaac went off in the prayer room. Thank God for husbands who don't argue with his wife with his checkbook and calculator. You spreadsheet dummy. Get rid of your spreadsheet and spread your arms to God. He went back to prayer. I said, God, my wife is not focusing on the fruit that you just gave her. She's focusing on the struggle. And instead of having faith, she got fear that something is wrong. God said, lady, you're a part of a divine miracle. He prayed us for one. I gave you two. And inside of you, you can become a prophetic model. Two nations are in your womb. That never happened before. Never. Why don't you blow the statistics? Get that statistics and burn it in faith. And say, don't count me in that percentile. Don't count me in that number. I'm not in that number. 
Then where I am sheltered in the arms of Almighty God. I'm sheltered in the promises of God. I've got proof that God answered prayer. Look at my tummy. Look at the fruit of the womb. What do you think, bro? And the same God is alive. All I need is another prayer meeting. I want this church terrified 2016. Terrified. See, I came, I saw, and I conquered. Woo. Are you looking at it like I'm straight? That's all right. That's your problem. We're going to watch me blessing. You're not. See the ark? There was nothing wrong with bringing the ark home. The problem was the procedure was wrong. And by the way, you know who ended up with the ark? An Edomite. It belonged to a Jacobite. But the Jacobite didn't know how to handle it. And you can't handle preaching like this. And you can't handle faith like this. And you drop it. You drop it at the wrong place. Because somebody said the Lord Jesus Christ going to walk through those. At least 200 more people going to walk through that door. And they're going to shout, preach, preach out. Preach it, preach out. I never heard it like this before. Preach it, preach out. I love it. I love it. You drop it in the wrong place. And Edom House got your blessing. And the worshiper praises. David went home mad at God. The struggle starts. God killed Uzzah. But God says, I don't need your help. I just want your carrot the way I told you to. You can't carry this ark with a cherubim wheel of 300 pounds on your shoulder and not find a struggle. You can pay your tithes and say you don't have a struggle. Uh, you're struggling with the tithe right now. I know you're struggling with it. I know you're struggling with the offering. I know you're struggling coming to church as often as you do. I know you're going through that problem, but the blessing is in the struggle. Ah, the blessing is in the sacrifice. Brother Beaton, your son help us put those lights up. I hope to God you claimed them. Well, what do you say? You claim him? He's going to look younger than you. When God clean him up, when God clean him up, Atahalabasakaban, Nothing wrong trying to bring the ark home. But bring it home right. And he dropped it off. At the wrong house. And Obed got it. Obed got you. Blessing. Where did you drop it? And when David heard. Everything Obed has sister. Is blessed. His socks is blessed. His robe is blessed. 
His cows are blessed. His cats are blessed. His dogs are blessed. And you are in sorrow, grieving, wondering why God smote you. He said, you know what? Let's go back and forget about the struggle and go get the ark. And the first thing he did was he got the book. I read it to you tonight, and you look at me like I was strange. Because pastoring has no authority and no power to preach anything else that's from the book. I have no authority outside of this book. And when I preach on this book, God is mandated to obey it. Do it and be blessed by it. Do it and live. I was going to tell you this morning, he loved that young, rich, young ruler. He loved him, but he still didn't get what he wanted. God can love you and still don't get what you want. Because you're not willing for the struggle. So take up your cross and follow me. It's a struggle. He said, no, I don't want that struggle. And he walked away not having eternal life. But David said, I'm going to pick up that ark back from Obed's house. I can see Obed said, don't take it, please. Don't take it. David said, oh, no. It's a struggle, but I'll still take it. Put it on the shoulder. And the long story is David became the most famous king in Israel. Back to the girl called Rebecca. Two nation is in your womb. Two of them, Esau and Jacob. Somebody get my board for me, please. I want you to be church. I will not be satisfied until you're wealthy, filthy wealthy, clean wealthy, bless wealthy, talk wealthy, live wealthy, act wealthy, look good, smell good, dress good, talk good, live good. God will be pleased when you are the head and not the tail. Your struggle reveals your ability to overcome. It reveals what kind you're going to be. Now, folks, let me go from the end to the beginning here. Somebody in this church is a crossroad. You don't know where to go. You come as far as you could. You come right here where all several ways meet. Look at it real good. You're in this building. Your mind is divided. Your heart is confused. Hallelujah. Do I go this way where the blue line is? Or the red line? Or the green line? Or the black line? I'm in the struggle. Which way do I go? My mind is double-minded. My eyes is parallax. I'm seeing doubles. And my heart is divided. Which way should I go? It's hard. You see, every one of us have to deal with in our life the Cain and the Abel in us. The Ishmael and the Isaac in us. The Hagar and the Sarah. The Esau and the Jacob. And every time I do good, evil is absent. I'll say it again. Every time I do good, evil is absent. You know what it says? Evil is what? And the thing I would, I do not. 
Anything I should not, that do I. That tells me I'm in a struggle. How wretched person I am in this struggle. I want to stay and I want to depart. I want to join and I want to run from you. I want to be a part of you and I don't want to be a part of you. I want to believe you and I don't want to believe you. I think you got the truth. I don't think you got the truth. I'm just confused. Bad place to be. Sometimes I'm driving. My wife says, which of those lines are you between? Where are you at? I said, I'll find it later on. But instead of other, one of us right now, the struggle between the first Adam and the last Adam. There's a carnal nature and a spiritual nature. There's a flesh and the spirit. There's the old life and the new life. Hello? By the way, there's a false church and the real church. Hello? Hello? There's the false Bible and the real Bible. There's the old man and the new man. The old wine and the new wine. The stony heart and the new heart. The goat spirit and the sheep spirit. That's the sheep right there. The tares and the wheat. The darkness and the light. The errors and the truth. And we're caught betwixt and between. Tonight we're going to talk about our struggles. I could spend a whole lot more night talking about Rebecca tonight and Esau. I'd rather have a Jacob in my life. But I want to tell you, my friend, Jacob is an opportunist. And if you let Jacob, you will steal your glory. He has an eye for value. Now look at this right here. My struggle revealed my persona. I'm pushed to the limit. But I have models to look to Samuel and his ethics. I look to Daniel for values when I'm at my wit's end. I look to Joseph for character. Integrity. Every time you are struggling, you're going through these. Let's worship God. My struggle brings out the best or the worst of my character, my values, and my profile. There are lessons to be learned from the struggles that we see happen to the, the fish in Bishop Columbia called the salmon. The salmon... Their longevity depends on their struggles. If they don't struggle, their breed will die. And they'll go to the rapids regardless. The blessing is in the struggle. We can learn from the caterpillar. The cocoon looks like a problem. It's a struggle. But please don't try to help me. Because you can cripple me for life. And not make me be able to fly. Out of here. Jesus talked about the reason why a rich person can't make it to heaven. And they may have problem. They're not willing to struggle to go through the eye of a needle. What are the benefits of struggles? It determines your worth of purchase. We can learn from the samples of the life of David, Job, Paul, 
and Jesus. We look at the life of David. 40 years running for his life. But really it was preparation for being king. Job lost everything. But he discovered his strength. His weaknesses. And his also pride. Paul with the thorns discover empathy. But he became a nurse. A terrorist became a nurse. To people with opposing views. Joseph, the imprisonment, taught him forgiveness and reconciliation. The struggle that he went through. And we see Jesus, though he was a son, he learned obedience. Let's love God. Hallelujah. Let's love God right now. Hallelujah. We can see in God. Amen. Some examples here. Look at number three. Rescuing a person. From struggle is not always good, parents. It's not always good. Having a cesarean section may help, but that's not the healthy way. It also limits you for future birth. Hello? And complicate the birth of that child. That's the doctor's way of helping you out of your tragedy of late delivery. But the prodigal son, the father, allowed him space. Enough time to come to his senses. God wants you in your struggle to come to your senses. He wants to know your ethics and your values and your character and your integrity while you're struggling. Because he said, I'm either going to break you or make you. Goliath says, destroy me or serve me. Goliath says, leave me or be subdued to me. All right, number four, we find here that there are types of struggles. God said, my yoke for you is easy and my burden is light. So with the struggle, I learn if you're able to endure hardness as a good soldier. You can dress looking nice in your uniform, but when time comes to test your confidence, you're in a role where unbelief prevails, like unemployment. Statistics. Trials come and affects you. Red, rattle your faith. Temptation come where it tests your conversion to Jesus Christ. And they're saying, Do you believe I need to do this? And they've said, Don't trust him. Don't, don't, don't trust him. Don't do it. Don't do it. Go by your feelings. Tribulation tests your patience. Which of these are you being taken through right now? When I was a young person coming up to work for God, age 24, 25, somewhere there, God says, if you don't have struggles, you can't help anybody in the future. He said, you cannot preach what you have not experienced. You can only give what you have experienced. Garbage in, garbage out. And so I've got to walk through the valley of unbelief. Test my confidence. I have to face trials with test of my faith. And the preaching I hear, the word preached, I mixed it with faith. I had to face temptation to test my conversion. I had to face tribulation to test how patient I would be on the Lord. I would have thrown my faith overboard and go shipwreck. 
Let's work God. Let's praise God right now. Number five. Every struggle has a lesson to learn. If you don't get fired from your job, you can't help somebody get fired down the road. If you don't get laid off, you can't help somebody who's from the road get laid off. You have no experience. You must experience being laid off. You must experience bankruptcy. You must experience failure. You must have downtime. Then when the time comes for God to use you, you can say, I've been there, done that. That's why Jesus became a man like we are. But he could say, I was at all point tempted, tested, busted, tried. Every experience you're going through tonight and tomorrow has credential values. Asset. So quit your murmuring and start building memorial. Every work will be tested by fire. Some quit too soon under pressure. Some fail to live to life of discipline. And the response to correction is disaster. Let me ask you now, why are you going through your struggle right now? Are you under pressure? Financial pressure? Babies are crying and the milk is absent. Can you believe that in five minutes, somebody will knock your door with a crate of milk? Or do you think I'm just dreaming? Can you believe that? Amen. Discipline. You got to learn how to be a disciplined disciple. Why would God send a man called Elijah to depend on a weak old widow with a barrel of running out of meal for three and a half years? Only one cake per day. That's a whole lot better than what the raven brought. Can you deal with rejection and correction? Can you keep pace in the race? Timothy, endure hardness as a soldier. Titus was made immortalized by his name in the Bible. But Paul told him, don't you quit Crete. I don't care how much liars live there. And slow belly snake, you stayed right there. God picked you for that little crack in the rock. Let's worship God. You think God didn't know what he was doing when he brought you to this church? He's trying to answer your unspoken prayer he knows where you are you're not happy you're not satisfied otherwise why are you searching if you found the pearl why you keep looking once he found the pearl a great price he stopped looking and start buying when are you gonna start buying when are you gonna start investing if you found it get rid of the rest you can't keep both because the struggle is too much the value of my struggle is the worth of a soldier's reveal in time of wars and battles. You know, you know. I told these young men t last week and two weeks ago, if you want to preach behind this pulpit now, I'm going to take another dimension. Go bring souls. You do it at McDonald's. You do it on your field trips. 
Come on now. You think I'm going to let you preach to us? You're wrong. You're going to preach to non-believers. I want your age group on our pews. I want you witness and bring them to Christ. And if you can't do that, you ain't worth the salt in your sweat. A soldier is revealed in time of war and battles. God don't know who you are until I allow them to fire you, lay you off, cut backs, put you in some situation where your back's against the wall and you're hanging by the, your nails on the cliff and God is saying, let go. If you trust me, let go. Are you a sheep or a goat? I found a sheep can produce blood that can nullify the serpent's bite, but the goat can't do it. Wheat is a whole lot more humble. It bows. The tares can't. The wise will pay the price for the oil and the foolish won't. What's the value of my struggle? Go there. Who have struggled? Those that quit on the pressure, they have no, they have no struggles at all. Those who give too soon, but there's a value to my struggle. Am I a goat or a sheep? The only people to make in the rapture from this church and any church are people who are chosen from the furnace of fire. God says, I've chosen you in the furnace. Of what? Affliction. You know what it says? Many are the. I as a pastor can tell by the, the octave level of your prayer when you're struggling outside the church. I can tell. You don't know that? God touched my heart and said that one is going through hell. But I'm silently there with them. Lo, I am with you, not always visible, seen by you, but always there with you. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, after the struggle, came promotion. I will not promote you until I can prove you're worth the promotion. I will not elevate you until you prove you can stand the test of times. Nobody gets to the throne without first go through a struggle. And the anointing comes. Why, Lord, is my struggle? Why is my struggle? Did this come to overthrow me? I run out of money. I run out of gas. I've had time when my tire got so, so low, I didn't know if I could go home or go forward. And I said, Lord Jesus, don't let me strand here. Take me to the tire shop. Say what you will. I arrive at a tire shop on a wing of prayer. You don't think God did. There's a guy in this church one time. In fact, I'm sure he made almost a million dollars. He sure did. In fact, he had a beautiful store. really doing pretty good. And then he passed a lot of test exams. He couldn't happen. I said, well, you know, I talk to people. You will. You shall. And it happened. Like he said. He said, but how do I know it wasn't chance? I said, you know what? You keep insulting God like that, and you're going to fall apart. You told God to bless this fleece, and he did it. Instead of you go home accepting the fleece being blessed, you said, now, 
Rest around the place. That means you don't believe the first one. And you also know I'm going to test you now. You got too many armies with you. I can't go to war with you guys. You're too braggadocious. God stripped him down to the level of he's bound to fail. If God makes everything works for you, you won't have a prayer life. If God gives you everything you want, you won't give thanks to God. You walk in your house and say like Nebuchadnezzar, look what I built. Look what I got. And God said, just a minute. Get down on your fours. Let's worship Jesus. Why am I struggling, Lord? Satan, temptation is to make you fail. But God is to test you and develop you and endure you. To prevail under all circumstance. Carrying a cross and bearing the yoke. How many in this church plan to be a soul winner? For a moment, would you just stand if you just plan? I'm not done, but would you just stand? Then you're not qualified without experience. Sit down for a while. You're not qualified without experience. I've had people that wrote me off and tried to tell me I was born saved. Think about it. As if I dropped from heaven born again. Hello. We know it's so beautiful. The most powerful witnessing is not the Bible to people. It's the life you've been through. The valleys you've gone through. Pastor, I'm passing through hell. He said, good, but boy, don't stop. Keep on walking. Hello. Look at this right here. Why am I struggling? It's not to destroy you, but to develop you. Can you believe that right now? What you're going through, the temptation is, is to train you. Amen. Your struggle is to prove you. It will not provoke you. It's here not to fail. Can you guys see this? It's not to fail you, but to give you divine favor. It's not to fail you, but to promote you. God is preparing you for higher heights and deeper depths of worship God. Amen. That's why I'm, I'm in my struggle. God's saying, have you considered my servant, Job? Have you considered Joseph? If Joseph couldn't succeed those 17 years of persecution and trials, God would never put him through it. Because God will never give you more than you can what? And God will never see you go hungry to bed. If you go to hungry, bed hungry because you don't like the man you, you hate the, you hate the man and I want more leeks and garlic. I'm sorry, God said tonight, no, no night for indigestion. Sorry. It's light food tonight. Let's worship Jesus again. But there's victory after the struggle. You think Rebecca wasn't happy? That she had Isaac and ja I mean Jacob and Esau in her body? As bad as the Edomites were, they were great people. Jacob was mighty. Right here, I'm showing you. Thank God for Peniah. Everybody needs a Peniah in their experience. There's a boss that God gave me. The guy was brutal and nasty, disrespectful, but I learned a whole lot. 
because he was the tool that God used me, used them to perfect that which was lacking in my experience. Let's worship God. I don't know if you folks are getting the message here tonight. Peniah drove Anna to prayer life where she gave birth to a judge, a priest, and a prophet. It would never happen without a Peniah. Jacob, because of the fear of Laban and Esau, he wrestled with God and became a prince. That resting match I've been in prayer tonight. Thank you, Jesus. That bad husband that you have make you confess and pray a lot of prayer. That bad wife you have make you pray like you never prayed before. Hallelujah. They have their value and their making tool. God made Paul. Joseph, his brethren hated him without a cause, but it helped promote him to be king in Egypt. There's no way he could stay where he was and become a king. And there's no way he could tell Pharaoh, I'm good enough to be a king. It would kick him right out of the place. But God set him up through much bruising and hurting and, and using. And God said, now, nah, boy, put up with it because when it's done, you're going to reign longer than you suffered. Let's worship Jesus. Think about it. Job didn't know God is bragging on him. I think Job thanked God for the devil. Later on, said, devil, if you had not done this to me, I wouldn't have a twofold blessing. I wouldn't be in scripture. You should have left me alone. But what you did to me just promoted me. God made him the wisest man in the east, the richest guy in the world. Amen? And give him back his children and daughters and homes. Double for his trouble. Paul, in a storm, he couldn't be blessed in Jerusalem. But on his way to Rome, he found favor on a desert island among soldiers, among kings and priests and such like. And then finally, Jesus Christ on the cross, the Bible says he learned what? Obedience. So God, I'm in a struggle. I don't want to go through this. If it be possible, Lord, save me this experience. Do I have to go through this? How long do I have to put up with this? Do I have to, God, please? Cancel it. And God said, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Heaven is for overcomers. Let's stand. After the struggle, then there's a crown. You will not wear the crown without a fight. You will not be victorious without a race. You will not win the prize without endurance. And you will not experience fame without shame. And you will never be used without being bruised. So tonight, why the struggle? God is so good to me, so very good to me, more than.
this world could be. He's so good to me. Let's turn that music. God is so good to me. So very good to me. More than this world could be. He's so good to me. Spirit came to me. And the, oyster, the oyster asked a question. Why do I have to put up with this irritating sand in my life? Thank you. Why do I have to put up with this irritation in my life? Why do I have to do it? The oysters asked a question. It's a struggle. Well, the only way you're going to produce pearl is with the oysters being irritated by that nagging. Brother Martin preached one time. This guy walked across the, the desert in San Francisco. They said, what was your biggest problem walking across the desert? He said, the sun didn't bother me. And the condition didn't bother me. All that bothered me was the sand in my shoe. That's all that bothered me. Would you bow your head right now? Why does the clouds hang low? I'm like... Anybody else? Are you double-minded? Are you wrestling with the future? Are you struggling with what to do with your life? Or do you know which way you're going? He, he knows what's best for me. Although I cannot see. God being so good to me. Sing it to the Lord. My God is so good to me. 